What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby? What it do, Clipper Nation? Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back for the second out of hopefully four series previews. Obviously, we are previewing the series against the Utah Jazz, the Western Conference uh, second round. I'm really excited to preview this. Um, hopefully, it doesn't. this doesn't take too long. I have a few notes here. I don't have a whole lot to really go over. Just want to kind of throw some numbers at you guys before we get into this huge game one against Utah tomorrow. On the road, of course, um, the Jazz have the best record in the league, so the Clippers will be on the road for the first two games. And yeah, so if you guys do not follow me on Twitter, it is at TreyLAC underscore. That is C-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore. And I pretty much live two Clipper games uh, whenever I can. Excuse me. I watch every game. I just tweet about the Clippers, man. Just a regular person on Clippers Twitter, I guess. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's get right into this series preview. Hopefully it doesn't take too long. Like I said, kind of throw some numbers at you guys. Uh, we'll start off with the... Uh, how the series went, um, the Clippers and the Jazz played three games, uh, two at the Clippers' house and one on the road in Utah. And let me just say, Utah is one of the craziest places in the league to play at. They really ride hard for their team. I mean, just thinking about that 2017 first round where the Lob City Clippers, their last season, of course, um, I mean... It was a crazy atmosphere. I mean, obviously that series, Blake Griffin got hurt, missed the entire rest of the series uh, in game three. And just the crowd every single time. I remember being at my homie's house watching. I was just a little freshman in high school. I remember being at my homie's house and I was watching the game. It was in, uh, game three in Utah. I was sitting watching on the TV. I was like, damn, these, this crowd is crazy, man. And I'm, I'm expecting that same exact thing in this series. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a packed house, a full house for the Jazz. I'm pretty sure they were pretty packed out in round one as well, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty close to full capacity. And I'm expecting exactly the same in uh, round two. It's going to be really, really loud. And, I mean, I'm not worried about playing on the road at this point. I mean, the Clippers have shown that they can go into a packed arena and win two games in a row. And win the second game convincingly. I mean, they can win convincingly on the road. I mean, they showed it in that first series, obviously. Down 2-0, or 0-2, I should say. When you're losing your first two games at home, and then going on the road in a hostile crowd and winning two in a row. I mean, and they won that second game by 20-plus points. So, they, this, these guys are battle-tested. They've shown that they can overcome the crowd. I mean, it didn't really affect them, to be honest. And I'm super excited going to the second series. I'm just... Really blessed to have an opportunity to watch this team for at least four more times. Um, that's really my mindset going into it. I mean, only one day of rest, which sucks. But if you look at the numbers, the Clippers have been really, really good all regular season when only having one day of rest. I mean, to keep the, the ball rolling, um, keep the momentum up. I mean, just coming off of an exhausting Game 7, though, which really, really worries me. I mean, just a really, really long series against Dallas. Uh, the Jazz have had four extra days of rest, I believe. Going into tomorrow, so a little bit uh, concerned about you know them potentially dying out midway through the third quarter. But I mean, it's a new series, new energy. I mean, the the team morale is super high right now, so maybe they're just magically good enough. I mean, it was a day game, so I do think they'll get enough rest in between days or in between uh, 
yesterday and tomorrow, of course. Um, hopefully, they're getting some good rest right now in Utah. But, uh, man, I'm just super excited uh, for this series. I do think it's going to be a really good one. Um, and I just have a lot of questions going into it. I have a lot of things to talk about here. So let's go over the season series first. Uh, the Utah Jazz won two out of the three games. Uh, Kawhi and PG each missed one game uh, in this series. Um, so we'll go ahead and go over the stats. Kawhi in two games had 25, 11, and 7 on 41, 25, 79 splits. Paul George in two games in the season series had 27 and 5. These are averages, by the way. Paul George averaged 27 and 5 on 33, 35, 100 splits. Moving on to the Jazz, Donovan Mitchell, who has really, really picked up as a shooter this year. He's been really, really good shooting the ball this season. In three games, Donovan Mitchell played against the Clippers all three games. He averaged 25, 5, and 6 on 43, 33, 69 shooting splits. And Rudy Gobert averaged 14 points and 15 rebounds in three games against the Clippers this season. And I did a little bit more researching. I uh, did some matchup data. And I don't really like to read a ton of matchup data because some of it can be very misleading. Like one-on-one -on -one matchup data uh, can be very, very misleading. And uh, I don't really like going to it. But uh, just to kind of throw some numbers out there, uh, Rudy Gobert against... Evita Zubats and Serge Ibaka shot below his average from the field, uh, a little bit below. I believe he was like a like sixty five percent on the season, um, field goal percentage wise, and that dips down to, funny enough, the same exact field goal percentage um, against Serge and Zoo, that goes down to fifty eight percent, fifty nine percent against Serge and Zoo from the field this season. And all three games were played before the All-Star break. So that was when Serge Ibaka was getting his good minutes. Uh, Zubats wasn't playing as much. Um, Serge was a starter. Zubats coming off the bench. So the sample size is a little bit smaller for Zubats. But you kind of get the point. He, the point is, Rudy Gobert shot below his average field goal percentage when defended by Zoo and Serge this season. So just kind of cool to look at. I mean, kind of wanted to dive in to get some uh, bigger numbers here and deeper numbers um, so let's move on. Um, the Jazz were both top five in offense and defensive rating. If you guys do remember, the Clippers last season were uh, top five on both sides of the ball as well. Uh, the Jazz this season finished fourth in offensive rating at 116.5 and third in defensive rating at 107.5. I believe the Clippers finished second in offensive rating behind Brooklyn this season. I didn't write it down. And they finished eighth in defensive rating. The Clippers did so. Um, he came out earlier today. Um, actually, the the official health report for the Clippers and the Jazz came out a little while ago. And Serge Ibaka will probably not be playing in the first two games on the road. He is back at home in LA in his voodoo room. Hopefully, excuse me, rehabbing. Excuse me, my goodness, rehabbing is back, and I'm not really expecting to see Serge at all. Maybe even in this whole playoff run, which really, really sucks. I do think this series is going to be really, really good for Serge if he does get if he does get to play. Um, I mean, him being able to stretch really, forcing Gobert out of the paint. I mean, you have to when Serge is a threat from deep, um, and not as much with Zoo when Zoo's out there. I mean, he, that allows Gobert to stay in the middle in the paint because uh, obviously uh, Zoo doesn't have that green light to shoot from anywhere outside of the paint. So. Uh, if you leave Zoo out there, uh, he'll be able to stay in the middle of the paint and uh, defend shots like he does so very well. I mean, two-time Defensive Player of the Year, 
for a reason, right? So, um, I do have questions about the Clippers going small. I do think they will go small a lot in this series. Um, you know, just to kind of space the floor. Uh, it really, I really don't know who Rudy is going to guard in this series, especially if the Clippers have a smaller lineup with, you know, Reggie, PG, Kawhi, Morris, and Batum out there. Who the hell do the Jazz put Rudy on? And, I mean, he hasn't really had that foot speed to guard anyone. So, I mean, he should be able to – we should be able to drive and blow right past him. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the Jazz, they're a really good defensive team as well. I mean, they have a lot – they have a couple of pretty good – uh, defenders. I mean, notably Royce O'Neal is a pretty solid uh, wing defender. And I do have questions about Royce O'Neal guarding Kawhi. Um, he, I did not know Royce O'Neal was six foot four. I thought he was six seven for some reason. I guess I just don't watch the Jazz enough. But I thought Royce O'Neal was six seven at least, and he's only six four. And he's going to guard Kawhi. I can almost guarantee you he is going to guard Kawhi. And I mean. Kawhi, I mean, I don't think the macho numbers are really kind to Kawhi, but it doesn't erase the fact that Royce O'Neal is still six foot four. I mean, Kawhi just had what six seven, Dorian Finney Smith on him. He had six nine Maxi Kleba on him, and he was getting buckets on them. There's just absolutely nothing they could do. I mean, Royce O'Neal is quicker than both of those guys. I mean, he's smaller and quicker than both of the guys uh, that I just named on Dallas. But I mean, Kawhi will just overpower him with strength. And just like he did against Dallas. And um, I just think Royce O'Neal is going to have a very, very hard time guarding Kawhi, uh, especially one-on-one when Kawhi isolates on him. Um, I think it's going to be a GG uh, when he gets switched on, or when he's on him. I don't think he's going to be forced to switch on him. But I just think Royce O'Neal is going to get the Kawhi assignment, which I think goes really, really well for the Clippers. And, I mean, who's going to guard Paul George? I mean, Paul George has really found his way of getting to the rim in this past Dallas series. He was really good finishing. I mean, same with Kawhi. They both finished, like, in the 80% in finishing around the basket in that Dallas series, which is absolutely insane with two seven-three-plus guys out there. Being able to finish at the high of a clip is just insane. And, I mean, obviously the Jazz have Rudy Gobert, but if you're stretching him out to the perimeter – you're going to have a lot more of an easy time getting to the basket and stuff. So I do really like the Clippers' chances in this series uh, if they're going to go real small most of the time. Um, I mean, let's throw this out there. I mean, who got the uh, most matchup time with Donovan Mitchell out there? It was Patrick Beverly, and Patrick Beverly did not really see a lick of playing time in that first round. So I do kind of have questions about whether or not the Clippers are going to throw Patrick Beverly out there. I mean, if he's healthy... I would say, why not? Let him have a look. I mean, just say, hey, Pat Bev, go out there. Just be annoying. Uh, go irritate Donovan. And, I mean, until you can't do it no more. So, I think Patrick Beverly will get some time in this series. Um, I don't know how much. I don't think he'll start. I think Reggie Jackson is pretty much penciled himself in as the starting point guard for the rest of this playoff run. Which, um, I mean, at this point, I mean, he's been playing super well. So, I mean, I think you do ride it until he, you know, if he does eventually hit a wall or he becomes really bad, Reggie, or whatever. But at this point, I think Reggie Jackson will continue to start. But I do think Patrick Beverly will get some spot minutes here and there. Or maybe he'll get some big minutes. Who knows? Um, They're not going to go away from Rondo. I do think Rondo is going to get a good shot um, at the beginning of this series, at least. I mean, he wasn't really good in that first round series against Dallas, especially and then games five through seven, which I mentioned in the previous pod, 
But I think uh, Rajan Rana will get a pretty good look. Uh, I mean, he has to. I mean, you traded for him. Um, and he was really good in like, end games one through four, I believe. So um, Rondo will get a look. I'm not uh, concerned about that. It's just how long of a leash will Rondo have until, you know, if he's not producing, will we put Pat Bev out there more um, to kind of cover up those minutes? Or even Terrence Mann and Luke Kennard, who I think will definitely get some run. I'm not too sure. I'm more confident about giving Terrence run than Luke right now. Um, you know, that seventh or eighth guy uh, to put out there. I mean, Luke was really, really good in Game 7. But Terrence Mann, I think, uh, will have a good shot in this series to really, really get some good run. He had 26 minutes in that Game 7. So, And if the Clippers want to go small, Terrence Mann is a really good guy to plug into your lineup. I mean, the defense in these last two games, in Game 6 and 7, was just phenomenal. I mean, the Clippers defending as a team, especially with Terrence Mann out there being able to switch literally everything, um, was really, really cool. And I think the Clippers are going to have a really good shot in this series if they do go small most of the time again. Um, I mean, obviously, this Jazz team is way better than Dallas. They are way better defensively, way better offense. Well, yeah, they're way better offensively. Um, I mean, they don't have a Luka Doncic on their team. Donovan Mitchell is not as good as Luka Doncic. So, I mean, if Mitchell, if Donovan Mitchell really gets going, I mean, you could trap him. He's not the playmaker that Luka is. So I do think uh, you can get away with trapping him if worst comes to worst and you need to do that um i think trapping would be necessary if uh you want to force the ball out of his hands but these guys have shooters these guys have guys that can take it off the dribble and get to the basket they have a million of those guys i mean Boyan, jordan clarkson royce o'neill those guys can all get to the basket mike conley i haven't even mentioned clipper killer mike conley yet who i will get to in a second but you know uh the jazz are gonna be a really tough series i'll get to my prediction at the end of this um but I have a few more points to go over. But, I mean, if the Clippers do go small most of the series, I do like their chances. But I think in game one, we'll go back to our regular starting lineup with Zubats in there. And uh, Batum will come off the bench. And But I do think Reggie Jackson will keep his starting spot. But if Patrick Beverly gets the nod and gets the starting assignment on Donovan Mitchell, I wouldn't really be surprised. Patrick Beverly had some good uh, moments uh, guarding Donovan Mitchell in this season. So... You know, I'm curious to see what the lineup looks like. Ty Lue has a hell of a uh, rotation to figure out. But, I mean, that's what the seven-game series is for. That's what it's supposed to be there for, make adjustments accordingly. And, I mean, seeing Ty Lue coach games three through seven in that Dallas series, I have so much confidence in him after he was really, really bad in games one and two. Big reason why we went down 0-2. And, you know, I mean, I I'm really confident in Ty Lue. He coached his ass off in the final uh, uh, five games of that series. So, I'm excited. I'm ready to get rolling in this series. It's going to be a really fun one, I think. A hostile crowd in Utah um, who really rides for their team. And, I mean, yeah, let's get to a few more points here. I mentioned Mike Conley earlier, and, you know, he's been a Clipper killer for the, since the end of time, since the beginning of time, I should say. He's been killing the Clippers. A lot of city days, obviously, the Kawhi and PG era, he's been killing them as well. Um it was reported that he went through portions of Utah's practice today on June 7th, the day I'm recording this, and he's listed as questionable tomorrow. And Ty Lue said pre, uh, and the, uh, they had like a presser today. He said they are preparing as if he's going to play, which is 100% the right move. I do think Mike Conley will play. But the big question is, what percentage is he at? Is he 85%, 90%, 95%? 
60%. Like, what's he going to be at? And that's going to be a big thing in this series. If Mike Conley is playing like Clipper Killer and Mike Conley, it's going to be a really tough series. I think it'll go seven if Mike Conley is really, really good. And I don't know who will put on uh, Mike Conley to start the game or to start the series. I'm really curious. Um, maybe like a Paul George or something gets put on him. but Or Ka- even Kawhi. I mean, who knows? Um, Reggie Jackson. We'll see. Um, I mean, the... the the perks of playing Patrick Beverly in your starting line is you get that 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 guard that can't really be picked on a whole lot because um, you know, I mean Luca obviously picked on him, but I mean I don't think Boyan Bogdanovich is gonna seek him out, you know, for a mismatch or something. So, you know, Patrick Beverly I think will get some run in this uh, this series. Uh, just does I don't know how big of a leash or how much run he'll get. Uh, I don't think he'll start. I think Reggie Jackson will continue to start, and I think Zoo will start in Game One. Uh, just to kind of see how the Clippers fare against, you know, Utah. Um, I mean, we'll see. I don't know uh, if we'll have to switch everything or what's going to happen uh, in game one. So I'm really curious to see how we start the game uh, lineup-wise and who gets uh, the nod. So, yeah, I do think Paul George will guard uh, Luka, uh, Donovan Mitchell, uh, with that faster foot speed, he's got faster foot speed than Kawhi. Um, I mean, you saw Jamal Murray uh, get matched up uh, against Paul George in the bubble, and Paul George pretty much had Jamal Murray in jail for most of the series. So I do think you know with those faster footed guards, you want to put PG on him when worst comes to worst, or if you really really need a, get a, need a must win game, I think Paul George gets the nod on their best player or their best guard. Um. And maybe even Pat Bev, like I said, who did a pretty good job on Donovan Mitchell this season. I think Pat Bev will get some spot minutes to, you know, get his lick on Donovan Mitchell or whatever. And yeah, man, uh, my official prediction, I think this is tough. I'm kind of teetering back and forth um, in how many games I would pick. But I think I'm going to have to go Clippers in six. Um, I think the Clippers take game one. Um, just because uh, Utah hasn't played in four days, five days, or whatever, and the Clippers are fresh off of a grueling series, and I think that series is exactly what the Clippers needed for them. You know, they, them knowing that they are never going to count themselves out of a series. I will say though, if the Clippers go down 2-0 against the Jazz, they definitely cannot do that. They can absolutely cannot go down 2-0 in this series. Um, it's way different. The Jazz are way better. They're the one seed, and they have the best record in the league for a reason. So there's absolutely no way you can go down 0-2 to this Jazz team and not be in for even more of a dogfight than you were in that first round. So I think the Clippers split it in Utah at first. We'll go home. We'll win those two games at home. We'll go up 3-1. We'll go back to the Utah. Um, they'll win game five. We'll come back home for game six, and we'll close it out. And we will go on to our first ever Western Conference Finals. That's my official prediction. I have Clippers in six, and I feel good about it. I feel really good about the team right now. I pray to God Serge Ibaka is good by game three. Um, I'm planning. I'm trying. I might go to game six. I do think it'll go six, uh, maybe even seven at this point. But I do think the Clippers will advance to their first ever Western Conference Finals. And I feel good about the pick. I mean, it definitely could go either way. The Jazz could most certainly win. Even if the Jazz do win, I will certainly not be surprised at all whatsoever. 
But I do think the Clippers have this series. I do think they have the best player. I know for a fact they have the best player in this series in Kawhi Leonard. And I just feel confident going into the series, man. I do think the Clippers will pull it out. I have Clippers in six, and they will advance to their first ever Western Conference Finals and play against, I think, the Phoenix Suns, who I think should win their series in five games, five or six games. Um, I think the Suns should win, and Chris Paul will go back to the Western Conference Finals, and it will be a Clippers-Suns Conference Finals, in my opinion. And we'll see what happens from there. Uh, post-game pod after game one, I believe I'll be doing... So yeah, I'll, keep, I'll stay. I'll keep you guys up to date on that. Twenty minute, damn, a twenty minute pod for a series preview. I did not think that would be happening. Um, and yeah, if you guys did enjoy, make sure you guys do follow me on Twitter at treylac underscore. That's T R E Y L A C underscore. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace.